0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to yet another edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk. I'm John Ray, and we are coming to you from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank in finally sunny Alpharetta. It's been raining a lot lately, folks, uh, but we're, we've got a beautiful day today. Uh, today, you are connected more than ever, whether it's your friends, your family, or your life. Renaissance understands how you bank offering the mobile banking services that you need. And they also know that sometimes you need to speak to real people with real answers in real offices that you can actually find and get face to face with. And that's why they have more than 190 convenient locations throughout the South, ready to serve you for more information, go to renaissancebank.com. renaissance bank, understanding you member FDIC. And now we turn to, A guy I've been looking forward to getting on this show, Ben Cagle. Ben is managing partner with Cagle Consulting Partners. Ben, welcome. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. You're, you're as imaginative as naming your firm as I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all about branding if anybody knows my day job they, they know what the name of my firm is and, and uh we but ben and i need some help on branding right but uh that's coming right. up with an imaginative name but if it, it is what it is and that's okay right and there's
1: no place to hide then, your name's yeah. on it right john
0: yeah i like it i like it that's that's the important thing they, they know who the boss is that's right so uh you're the boss of kegel consulting partners so talk about what you do
1: well, we solve three problems for our clients. So the first thing is, is, how do you accelerate revenue growth? Some people think they have a sales problem or a marketing problem, but you have to think about it holistically. So we help them do that. Okay. The second problem is how do you solve business problems with technology or professional services? So getting into the innovation around that and thinking about how do you think about your product or service differently to solve that problem? The third thing is because uh, I've got a little gray hair, not as, quite as much as you, John. but uh, <laughs> uh, Nobody I, has as much as uh, I do, but, <laughs> but at least it's still here, right? Yeah, so we're not complaining. That's right. But with uh, the experience I've had, I've run different size businesses from a global 100 to startups to whatever. So understanding how to scale or build an organization, whether it's a people problem or a technology problem or even you know, processes that need to be, how do you scale your business up to the next level? So revenue, innovation, and scaling or building businesses are the three problems we solve.
0: Wow. Um we've only got a 30-minute show here, Ben, so I don't know how, where we're going to go with this cuz you you you've solved a lot of problems.
1: That's right. And we do it on three levels and I'll, there's actually a method to the madness. It sounds like and I know you probably coach your clients, "Hey, you better focus and finish," right? Yeah, right. So, it is actually a, a strange focus. Uh, I actually deal with uh, at the corporate innovation, so think global 100 companies. Okay. We deal with the innovation groups or their sales organizations helping them understand business problems. So that's one element of what I do.
0: So but, you help the eggheads. Uh, and we, we say that <laughs> lovingly, right? Because right. these are very important people. Right. Um, in, in terms of monetizing what they do.
1: Absolutely. So, okay. so this morning I was on with a company called SAS analytics. Okay. They are, um, several billion, hundreds of billions of dollars of revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on a team with the UK mm-hmm. and they were focused on uh, their pharmaceutical client. How could they solve some of their problems using analytics? So were they helping them lower cost or grow or understand the patient journey better? So gotcha. that was one conversation. So that's kind of the macro, the the large enterprise company, the the big boy and girl companies, right? Mm-hmm. The majority of my business is at the mid level, and that's companies here in the in the North Georgia, North Atlanta, North Metro area, from Midtown up through Alpharetta,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, anywhere from five, let's call it five million to one hundred and fifty million. Mm-hmm. And those companies are my target and I think I add the most value because I've been on leadership teams for those types of companies. But um, you know, again, whether it's a technology company, um, software development, outsourcing, I've got aug- augmented reality, virtual reality firms. Oh wow! Uh, Internet of Things, mm-hmm. anything around new technology that's solving those business problems, how they grow, innovate, or scale their business—that's the majority. And I'm also a coach, and actually on the leadership team of some tech startups, so I'm in that tech community as well. So, kind of the three levels but it's amazing the tech people want to the tech startups want to meet the, the big boys and girls to sell them something right of course and the mid-level is always looking to sell up uh, more as well right so sure. so there is a connectivity uh, uh the joke is i'm not catholic but if you do kind of your hail mary i know this isn't a, this is a visual for a radio show but you've <laughs> got to think kind of top down and then think vertical across the technology right
0: there yeah that no, yeah that makes perfect sense um well, let's let's. I want to dive more into that. Some specifics around what you do, but let's get into um, uh, maybe just a little bit of your background because you talked a little bit about your Georgia Tech grad. You've got a lot of personality for a Georgia Tech <laughs> grad. So. Um, <laughs> I want to see your degree. Yeah, we told
1: you the war story. I started out in engineering, but uh, fraternity and GPA got in the way, and uh, I ended up being a business major. I love it. But uh, the journey started, I'm actually from the Atlanta area, but I've done business on four continents and traveled quite a bit. Oh, wow. So so there's three high-level chapters, and I'll try to keep it brief. Yeah, sure. uh, For my friends listening, they're already rolling their eyes here. They will ramble. But uh, coming out of Georgia Tech, I went into manufacturing, so did sales marketing, and actually with McKenzie and Company, we did an industry roll-up strategy and i've actually run a, uh, a manufacturing plant a paper mill before really yeah and we were we were actually and i'm that old we were selling to newspapers back when they were still a profitable business oh wow but understanding that transformation understanding the consolidation of newspapers the you know what was happening with the internet how they were being disrupted that really started my journey and it was a common theme through my career mm-hmm. so i did that for about 13 years or so and then i was saying okay I'm in the wrong industry. Yeah, Where do you go from here? And right. at that time, technology was taking off. Everything from SAP and enterprise to the internet was taking off. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, let's go growth oriented. Let's get into technology. So the second chapter of my career, I've been a consulting partner or an industry leader for large, uh, again, enterprise, global enterprise uh, consulting companies mm. uh, some of the some of your listeners may be familiar with the old eds which became hp enterprise right csc computer sciences corporation mm-hmm. if you don't know those brands most people know accenture or ibm right. we competed on that level and we solved a lot of technology and business problems again on four continents so oh, I, yeah so i was uh hit, hit, working out of new york dallas uh, just going crazy uh as my wife and i had our two daughters
0: so right right you you your office was a plane over Iowa, right? At 40,000 feet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The
1: Sky Club was my friend. <laughs> it's sad when the, uh, back when you still get, you know, called the hotel uh, uh, operator for a wake-up call. Oh I, yeah. I was on a first name basis with a couple in uh, Tampa, New York and everything else. They said, hey Ben, how are you doing? So yeah, when you, when you call them, that shows you're spending way too much time on the road away from your family. For sure. So the first chapter industry, second chapter consulting. The third chapter is, I've actually been on the leadership team of different size companies. So one was a NASDAQ-traded data analytics company here in town called PRGX. Oh, wow. And that was a turnaround situation. So I Mm -hmm. ran the U.S., about 100 million revenue, 700 employees.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: A turnaround, and so as the joke goes, John, you hit every club in the bag on that assignment, right? Right. You had to use every skill from growth to evaluating and taking some unfortunately tough decisions Mm -hmm. to actually putting a path forward. Uh, I've also worked with the former CMO of Coca-Cola. He had a marketing and brand strategy firm. His name was Sergio Zeman. Some of you may know the Zeman Group.
0: I I remember them. So
1: they needed a business person to come in and and actually help them grow their consulting business. So we went Mm. from, I think, uh, several million to uh, double the size of the business. And, of course, the joke is Sergio sold the business, and he's flying around on two G6 planes. I'm still working.
0: (laughs) yeah who got the better end of that deal yeah, right
1: and i've done some venture capital software things and and market research for some entrepreneurs so literally from the reason i'm targeting you know the, the three areas of startups mid-level and enterprise is because i've run those size companies so yeah that the makes third sense. chapter of my career i've seen it all from bootstrap startup up to nasdaq traded global 100 mm-hmm. enterprises so that kind of there is a method to the madness that kind of that uh, weaves through my career history here
0: That that's great stuff. Folks, if you just joined us, we are speaking with Ben Cagle and Ben is the managing partner of Cagle consulting partners. Uh, so Ben, one of the things that, uh, we were talking about before we came on is your work around disruption. Yes. And that was fascinating. So let's, let's get that out there.
1: Every industry, is being disrupted right now, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about Amazon, everything, everybody goes, well, yeah, you can get it the next day. No, Amazon is forcing everyone to compete with them, saying, I can get you anything as a consumer. If you want it within 30 minutes, it's not Domino's, it's Amazon. Any product from a can of deodorant to a can of tennis balls, mm-hmm. you can get it 30 minutes. So think about how that's impacting Home Depot, Target, with not just their pickup, but also they're turning their work, literally their big box stores into warehouses, uh, obviously, at, before the interview, we we're talking about connected and autonomous vehicles. Right. Uh, you know, think about the level of connectivity and the level of autonomy. Being able to have that that driver. So, uh, I was on a, a panel with uh, Domler, which is Mercedes Benz, General Motors, and Ford. Those typically people don't play play uh, nice together. Mm-hmm. But they were thinking about with autonomous vehicles, will you take a pod to work? That's a workout pod. You get there, you work, and then you come back in a relaxation or a home office type pod. So think about turning at your vehicle instead of driving it into an experience around that. So that was one level of disruption in automotive. Wow. Uh, you think about obviously what's happening in media and whatnot. We've, we've touched on some of that earlier in my career. So mm-hmm. every industry that I'm dealing with, even pharmaceuticals uh, I was on a call today. I mentioned that yeah. in Europe mm-hmm. um, pharmaceuticals is being disrupted by 23 and me. The, the genetics testing because that's a new data source. Yes. So think about how long it takes to develop a drug anywhere from three, five, 10 years to go through the four phases of drug development mm-hmm. by using 23 andMe, me pharmaceutical companies are actually targeting more specifically patient populations that help them get more, you know, niche or if you're from the UK niche drugs to the right population. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's disrupting as well. So every industry that I'm, that I'm involved with and touching on the macro scale, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Across the board. Right. And that, of course, creates opportunities for mid-sized companies and startups to think, how can we create value and solve some of the today's problems, but also the problems that are going to be created in the future?
0: Well, in disruption, innovation is a two edged sword. Oh, yeah. You can wield it to your effect or it can be plunged into you. Right. Right. Not to be too graphic. But I mean, the, the, the point of it is, is that you help companies. Sounds like on both fronts.
1: Absolutely. You have to, let's be honest, unless you're Amazon, you have to eventually make money, right? Right. <laughs> that's
0: right. Yeah. Somehow they've escaped that rule. But anyway, well, for, you know, they're, they're turning
1: a heck of a profit now, but they yeah. weren't, they weren't profitable for what? 18 yeah. years.
0: Oh yeah. Almost seemingly forever, but mean, any, yeah.
1: Getting that venture capital money and yeah, consuming. That's it. right. But so it's, it's a balance, right? So mm-hmm. bringing in you know, the techies that love, that are enamored with their technology, they want to solve a problem. But solving a real world problem that someone will pay for, mm-hmm. that's where I intersect. So an example of that would be. Uh, there's a virtual reality agency here in, in Atlanta. Actually, there's several, but they're one of my clients. Oh, wow. And they actually built the application for a smartphone for, remember the orange vanilla Coke that was just announced Yes. a few months ago? Yes. They developed an app where you could hold up your smartphone and it looked like a little unicorn that had the logos on it was dancing on your desktop. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So they did that, but it's like, okay, let's with that same virtual reality firm that designed that let's have a business application that can actually solve a p- problem people care about versus the cool gwiz you know spinning unicorn type thing right so i worked with an innovation group down at georgia tech one of the large hvac the you know heating and air conditioning companies mm-hmm. that actually have tech reps out servicing their products right mm-hmm. third party you know, mm-hmm. tech tech reps doing that so we developed an app with the, the virtual reality firm to hold up your smartphone if you're the tech rep coming out that actually identifies the type of unit. So if you go into your home, your, your, your heating's down now. Since so we had a cold day here in Alpharetta.
0: Mm-hmm. If your
1: heating's down, the, the technician can hold up the phone, right. identify the unit, what it is, and actually diagnose what's wrong with it. And if they don't know because some of the Gen Zs and millennials don't have the experience, right? You can actually live link to an experienced rep that's you know virtually mm-hmm. to help them diagnose and solve your HVAC problem. So that's an example of how you take a really cool virtual reality type right. application and apply it to real world and actually make money. <laughs> so that's what we're about is uh, wow. accelerating that revenue
0: growth. So for that, I mean, let's talk about, uh, just as an example, we're not going to mention any names, but that, sure. that HVAC, unless you'd like, but the HVAC Company, what you're doing is giving them. I mean, I'm assuming that's a mid-sized kind of enterprise. You're giving them some technology that really gives them a leg up on their other competitors, right?
1: Exactly. Well, actually, they were a large. There's several billion-dollar company. You're okay. Working with innovation, gotcha. but you're you're going where I wanted to take you anyway. So right. Thanks for going there. Right. That's is that mid-level HVC right. companies. Mm-hmm that may have, let's say a hundred trucks out here and there's right. several here in Atlanta that are consolidating, right? Yes. They can actually use that technology to cut cost, attract new talent, mm-hmm. right? Shorten the training time because you can get them people out there calling on customers mm-hmm. and they don't, you know, they need to be competent enough, obviously, but not, you don't have to be an expert because now you have support and you can attract millennials and Gen Z's into the workforce. So that mid level is actually benefiting from a large, you know, big boy and girl company, the Global 100s, right? So that's an example of how we kind of took it up market and then brought it down to the services. Does, like,
0: that, make, does that make sense? Yeah, I know that makes perfect sense. So, uh, uh, so, but you're you're focused. A lot of your practices. I mean, you certainly work with uh, the big, larger companies, the enterprise uh, uh, organizations and startups we'll talk more about startups in a second sure. but but that mid level is really your bread and butter for your firm
1: yeah it sure is again that you know technology companies whether it's data outsourcers uh, data centers uh, software development i mentioned ar vr mm-hmm. software development firms consulting firms any kind of advisory or professional services so i really if you're in the services industry can help you out there in terms of growing or innovating or if you're uh, any kind of technology or enable technology Mm. Uh, those are typically my clients, and that 's you know from a percentage standpoint that 's probably seventy percent of what I do mm-hmm. is work with coach and actually implement plans with those leadership teams of those mid-sized again professional services consulting or technology
0: related companies. I know services is a big topic, oh yeah, but um if you're able to generalize a bit, talk a- about what some of the big issues are around innovation for services companies?
1: Well, uh, there's probably three or four trends. Let's talk about a couple. Okay. One would be um, the world has changed, right? If they've been in business more than five years, they're either getting competition for offshore or they are an offshore firm mm. and their customers needs have changed with technology or in many cases, services are being you know displaced with technology So helping them understand how their customer's world is changing, that transformation, and how you used to create value by providing this service, but you better add to your services and go up market. So there's um, several um, companies here in the Alpharetta area that uh, do software development, but they're saying, you know what, we need to be not just developers of anything, we can just code, to we need to be experts in Internet of Things, or data analytics, so they need to have kind of a major and a minor, as I call it. Right, you've got right. to have a focus, but also not just having a data analytics. Oh, we do data analytics. Well, that's what does that mean? No one really knows, right? Mm-hmm. But we do data analytics to help you understand your customer better. We do data analytics. We build applications to help you um, take cost out of your business. And those are, those are my favorite things to do. Yeah, um, if if we if we have time, one of my favorite stories is that. I work with a local software developer. He's he used to be in corporate. He's developed. He probably has twenty employees. Mm-hmm. Really, some nice clients. Uh, mm-hmm. the, some of the mid-sized companies we're talking about. Mm. But uh, he's a former engineer. So you joked about tech. But he, <laughs> he, I think he went to Houston. But that's another story. Yeah. Um, but. Um, He was solving a problem. His customer was actually a trash compactor recycling company. Oh, really? Yeah. So these are former executives from waste management, took their package, went and started a business, and started buying up all these mom-and-pop cardboard crushers in the back of these office buildings. Oh, wow. So they created that business. So Uh my client, the software developer, I was talking to him one day. He was telling me a story. He goes – I go, well, just tell me an example, just like we're doing now. He goes, well, he goes, I put a Raspberry Pi unit on these compactors. And I said, Raspberry Pi, unit
0: right.
1: for those like me, the great unwashed, that don't care about the technology.
0: Yeah, you're the great unwashed. I'm the great unwashed. What is <laughs> our, that? Our
1: raspberry is a Raspberry Pi is just a little, a little physical unit that goes on these <laughs> trash compactors. Yes. And I said, well, what were you doing? He goes, well, I was measuring the plunger pressure and temperature. I'm saying, okay, okay, I'm like you, you know, get that puzzle, wow. yeah. you know, deer in the headlights. So okay. I go, okay, I go, then what'd you do? He goes, well, these little connectors, these Raspberry Pis, I use Verizon Skylink to connect them. And so now there's, you know, a hundred of those out across the country. They're now connected. So he knows what's going on in those compactors. I go, really? Where'd you take it then? He goes, well, then I built a software application that actually analyzes when those compactors are going to be filled. So mm. he can actually predict that. And then he integrated into the scheduling so he can actually send a truck when the uh, compactor is going to be filled. And you think, well, that's a lot of work for trash compactors or, you know, all those Amazon boxes being you know, crushed behind the office building. Sure. But what he was solving for, I talked to the owners, the the, way, the former waste management executives that own the company. I said, this has to be a great marketing ploy if you've got the latest technology. He goes, well, Ben, you're right. It helps us in marketing. but. It lowered our cost of our pickup and drivers and cost by 30%.
0: Dramatically.
1: And and I, and I so going back to my client, the software developer, I go, you know you have one of the few working IoT, Internet of Things applications out there. And the guy looked at mm-hmm. me and goes, what is IoT? <laughs> he didn't even know what I was talking about because the, the analysts talk about the trends. He was just solving a business problem that had huge sure. value. So that's one of my favorite stories about – I love that. Yeah, you put the different technology pieces together. In that case, the sensor – The Raspberry Pi unit, Mm -hmm. the connectivity, Verizon, the data analytics to predict when things were going to clear up or be, you know, need to be picked up. And then the actually, hey, let's get into the scheduling and get that driver out there on Thursday versus Friday because it's going to fill up quickly, quickly. And your um, property management uh, client will, you know, get irritated if the box or the compactor is overflowing.
0: Sure. But that
1: goes from really high tech Uh to, you know, everyday life, right? Right. Recycling uh, Amazon boxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious about how a mid-sized company like this, uh, knows how they need you and what you do. Yeah. What, what are some of the signs in their business that they need to pick up the phone and call Ben? Well,
1: you know, I want to enter a new market. So I I get that. Two of my clients came from Europe. They're software companies or software development companies. I want to enter the U S market. Go. <laughs> you know? yeah, right, how do you do that? How do you yeah. think about it so that's that's one thing entering new markets for mid sized companies based here in the, in the North Atlanta area. A lot of their problems are, do I need to hire a new sales rep or our sales are our revenues are flat or declining mm. or we have new competitors coming in you know this is truly a global marketplace now. We have new competitors we don 't know how to differentiate we don 't know how to compete we're getting price pressure, John, mm. some of the stuff you deal with right, yeah, sure, so how do you actually counter slowing revenue how do you mm-hmm. counter price pressure price declines mm-hmm. how do you decide if you need to open up a new channel and partnerships to sell in a distribution channel or a business development channel mm. or do i need to hire you know five more sales reps to hit this revenue target all of those are very complex interdependent problems and again you can't think about it just on a marketing standpoint or a business development or a lead gen or a sales standpoint you need to think holistically but also you need to make sure you've got the right, and I've, you know me, I'm a former consultant. Yes. Uh, I've got a, I've got a framework I've used in all those companies in my past around making sure you've got the right target, the right market positioning, mm-hmm. branding and the right solution. And the solution, as you know, is not what you do. Yes. And hopefully I started the conversation with the problems I saw for my clients, that positioning of that solution is around what problems do you solve? Right. So if we can flip that equation for small and mid-sized companies around the problems you solve, always market the problem, Mm -hmm. right? That's right. And then orient around that and how you, how you go to market, how you sell, how you talk about your partnerships and how you deliver value being very conscious and intentional around that. That's what I help leadership teams do.
0: And, and then taking it one step further, uh, it sounds like, given what you're doing around disruption innovation, it's helping your clients anticipate what their customers' problems will be.
1: Well, if they're getting, if the world's changed, you yes. know, their customers or their markets, right. they're getting price pressure. You can't do the same game and try to do it better, right? You right. have to think of a new game. Right. It doesn't mean you change businesses. It may be, in most cases, I help people think differently about their business and really focus on that customer and what's changing in the market and make sure your messaging is tight on it, make sure your solutions are tight, and make sure, again, you're solving a problem we're solving versus you've got some cool GWAS technology that you hope somebody will buy, right? Right. The old, uh, you know, from uh, what, build it and they will come, we all know that doesn't work, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah.
1: like we need a therapy session after this one, John. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got some war stories there, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got a few about that. We all have a few about that. Yeah. But um, I want to get to bef- – uh, before we wrap it up, I want to make sure we get into what your work with startups, because you, you're, you're doing a lot of, um, w- what you might call for-profit work, but you're oh, also, yeah. but you're also giving back to the startup community in some very tangible ways. Well, so let's,
1: yeah, let's be transparent. It's a little okay. bit of a give back and a take. All well, right. Of so. course.
0: Of course. <laughs> but, but, but you've got to have a little uh inflow to be able to give right that's right yeah so
1: um some people may, some of your listeners may or may not know that here in atlanta there's 35 accelerators or incubators for technology startups
0: okay let's just stop right there okay uh, i'm floored by that number yeah so what what was that number let's say Ten years ago. Ten years ago, it was maybe 10 or 15. That's amazing.
1: As they say, the granddaddy of all accelerators in Atlanta is the ATDC, the Advanced Technology right. Development Center down at Georgia Tech. Right. So I spent a lot of time in Midtown uh, mentoring mm-hmm. and/or working with leadership teams on how to grow their business and mm-hmm. solve those problems. But there was that were the first ones. Mm-hmm. But now there's some. There's an accelerator that actually, like here in Tech Alpharetta, Karen Cash has done a great yep. job building that community. Right. There's 55 startups right here in Alpharetta. Right behind the fire station is right here. around the corner yeah, from here. Right around the corner. Yep. And there's 55 startups. I mentor some of those. I'm a sponsor there. I'm involved with, with that community. Mm-hmm. And I also am on leadership teams of, well, let's call it two of those. So one would be uh cybersecurity for connected fleet vehicles. That's a start. Yes, there is such a thing.
0: Uh, and it makes sense. We and, won't get into it all, but yeah. it makes sense.
1: And so sometimes I, most of the time I work for a fee for a retainer fee, sure. working with the executive teams, but sometimes as they say, i take sweat equity. So I'll take a position in the company as well betting on taking the rest that they'll be successful and eventually get to market.
0: Wow. So, uh, I, I, talk about this, the startup environment. I, I mean, and what you see in, in technology in Atlanta, I mean, that we obviously the chamber of commerce and, and all our business associations and the folks that market Atlanta market Alpharetta specifically, mm-hmm um, talk about a lot of what's going on around here in very glowing terms, right? But you're right in the middle of it. Oh yeah. So give folks an overview and particularly maybe that aren't here all the time. Like we are right. We're like fish in the water. We don't even know we're in the water. Right. (laughs) Um, but give us a sense of what that looks like from your perspective and, and the activity and where that's going
1: yeah there's an entire ecosystem being developed here so if you if you start with the 35 accelerators and and, and incubators so Mm -hmm. here we mentioned tech alpharetta up in the forsyth county area there's digital ignition they're Mm -hmm. focused on blockchain technologies Mm -hmm. Uh, to the east of us is over in gwinnett they're focused on autonomous vehicles only so what's happening is uh you're going for more general generalists, startups and incubate or startup incubators and accelerators to more targeted. Hmm. So that's happening and in every community. It's almost becoming like every community has to have a library. Yep. You have to have an art museum. You almost have to have now to compete in this high tech world we're in. Uh, you know, you have to have an accelerator and incubator in your community now. So that's, that's kind of a trend we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also because Alfred has become so global, I mean, you know, we've all the multinationals, it's been really fun to create those new relationships with people moving into the area mm-hmm. that are either developing their technology here using uh, you know, us based resources or, or leveraging those across the world as well. So that's kind of the, you know, so you have startups and accelerators, but also that ecosystem consists of investors, right? So yes. venture capital, private equity, we're involved with those. It consists of the uh, academics. So everything from Georgia tech, we know about, they are well known, mm-hmm. but Emory, uh, Georgia state, all of those professors and schools are getting aligned with solving those business problems with technology. Right. You also have Gwinnett tech here. Right. So we're involved. I know you're involved with the uh, North Fulton uh, chamber as well. Yep. Uh, I'm involved with the tech 400 group there. We're actually thinking, are there non-traditional paths for students to get, you know, a two year vocational degree at Gwinnett tech here, which of course is across from Avalon. Right. And get them enough experience in systems administration or, you know, software development get them experienced, get their, you know, establish you know, a net worth, quite frankly, and get these students on a different path, and then they go to university or out in the market or just keep learning and keep developing in their area of expertise. So we mentioned kind of the startups, and incubators. We talked about investors. Acad- academia is getting involved in non-traditional and non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Huh? Governments are getting involved, government officials. Uh, the lieutenant governor is very focused on making Atlanta the, you know, the, the the East Coast hub of technology. So, you know, watch out, New York and Boston. I don't think we'll ever get rid of uh, uh, the Valley out west. But yeah, so there's a lot of things going on there, and it's fun to be part of that of connecting the different groups, the different stakeholders, mm-hmm. uh, how we create, you know, economic development for our communities, how we create value for our citizens, how we help. Uh, disadvantaged or underprivileged uh, minorities I mean there's mm-hmm. a lot of good themes that go through this in For addition sure. to everyone looking to grow their business you know if you're a, if you're a software company cash out at uh you know seventeen times your revenue right and then go do your next thing
0: right I know this is a, a a loaded uh question not loaded but uh uh involved answer to to a simple question but you work with a lot of startups what what's you know some of the advice that you give? your startups there's maybe some of the mistakes that you see them making that that uh, you know that they really need to pay attention to yeah
1: i call them a pardon me still getting over a cold here but i call them kegelisms so one of those would be <laughs> don't fall in love with your technology
0: OK, you know, second yeah. thing is always, that's hard, right?
1: Oh, it's it's so hard because, yeah. it, again, is it are you taking an inside out perspective or right. an outside in? Right. Second thing on the outside in is, of course, always focus on the customer. Mm-hmm. Third thing is, hey, solve a problem we're solving. It can yeah. solve this problem, mm-hmm. you know, but it may be number 20 on the priority of your buyer.
0: Mm-hmm. So make
1: sure it's a very high priority problem that has. And mm. then the fourth urgency. Thing is urgency, urgency. And to make sure it has value, so again, you can articulate the value of what you're delivering. If you charge them, you know, x hundred thousand for the uh, software as a service license, or many cases, three thousand dollars a month for that software as a service license. Mm -hmm. How do we make sure we're getting ten x that in terms of productivity or cost reduction or revenue growth? So, just having the uh, the adult conversation around business. And teach, you know teaching techies to do that. I right. say techies with great affection, <laughs> uh, but teaching them to do that—that's a lot of what I do with my coaching. And I've, I've been a fractional COO, a fractional CMO, sales officer. I'm even right now for a local uh, Alfredo firm. I'm the fractional chief technology officer, helping them redefine their next generation software.
0: Oh wow, and, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah, uh, lots of wisdom there, folks. Uh, in I think you save folks millions of dollars. In just a few moments, and you didn't—they didn't pay a dime for it. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you sound like my wife
0: <laughs> yeah, or she mine. Goes, she goes, "Yeah, if you're yeah. so smart, you right? Know, if you're
1: right. so smart, monetize this." And we, you know, we're, this is a lesson we're all learning. We're on a journey, right? Yeah. So, so how we monetize that, and then quantify the value. But what's amazing mm-hmm. is, in most cases, there's some exceptions. Mm-hmm. I don't deal with a contract. I bill month to month a retainer, mm-hmm. and if I'm not creating value, I don't want them to pay me. And that creates the kind of trust and relationship. And I know that's probably aligned with your values as well, John, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And that's the kind of relationship I want to have. I wanted to be, I've traveled, like I said, on four continents. I've run organizations in different cities. I've kept the family here in Alpharetta. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Thank you, Delta Airlines, for getting me to work. Mm -hmm. But now the focus of Keiko Consulting Partners is the world is here. Let's bring my hopefully global experience, my business experience here to Alpharetta, but let's create a community of not just business, but social technology and let's, let's help everyone out. Let's get that network going. And that's part of our vision.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Uh, You blew my gray hair back, Ben. (laughs)
1: Well, I see you're slicking it back. Now. So, hey, if you want to spike your gray hair, we'll take you down to Midtown at some oh, of those startups and an you know, old beat up t-shirt and some shorts and flip-flops. So you'll fit right in, John.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll get back to you on that. Um, yeah. I didn't think that's on your brand. It's no, not exactly on brand for you. is it? No, no, I don't think so. But, uh, no, this has been great. Um, we'd love to keep going, but, uh, let's, let's uh, get to how folks can get in touch with you. If, um, you know they've, they've you've you've mentioned something that really resonates uh, how do folks contact you yeah thanks
1: for asking yeah. that i'm if you go to www.kaglepartners okay. com, you will see a shark swimming around so it starts with that but you'll see eventually contact us you'll have my email address and of course i uh, believe my mobile number is on there as well so yeah. com.
0: And you're on LinkedIn as well. So if you want to check Ben out on LinkedIn, he's there as well. But, uh, Ben, this is awesome. Thanks for being with us.
1: I can't thank you enough for having me. i really enjoyed it. John. Yeah,
0: this has been fun. Uh, folks, just a, uh, quick, uh, reminder and pointer. If you've got some headaches that involve administrative tasks or bookkeeping, uh, marketing, maybe you need a presentation prepared, go engage a smart and reliable office angel. They're not a temp agency or a placement firm. Office Angels matches your business support needs with angels. Yes, angels who have the talent and experience necessary to help you maintain and grow your business on an ongoing or as needed basis. Your terms, your timeline, they lend a hand when needed and fly off when the job is done. Find out more at officeangels.us or call chief executive Angel. Essie Escobedo, she's the best, Seven seven zero four four two nine two four six, 442 9246 And I know what I uh, speak of personally. So uh, uh, check out Essie uh, when you can. Um, folks, just a reminder that you can listen to this show every Thursday live at 1130 or we have special shows throughout the week, depending on scheduling, when we can get great guests like Ben. Um, but if you miss any of our live shows, we're on all the major podcast platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Overcast, on and on and on and on. We're on all the major ones. Um, we're also on, uh, you can find all our shows on North Fulton uh, Business Radio com or Alfreda Tech com. Check us out. Uh, our, we've got a great archive of leaders, uh, tech leaders, uh, at com. So check us out there. So for my guest, Ben Cagle, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Alpharetta Tech Talk.